And I'm excited to get into our next conversation about something that you've likely either binge watched or at the very least you have it on your list of things to watch. Megan and Harry, the explosive docuseries on Netflix that everyone seems to be talking about right now as the latest episodes have come out. It has been extremely popular, but the reviews and the fan reactions have been pretty brutal. So we're watching it, but it doesn't seem to be helping their popularity. We're going to get into it right now with our next guest, who's a royal commentator and contributor for McLean's Magazine. Patricia Treble is joining the show. Patricia, good evening. Thanks so much for making the time. Oh, you're more than welcome, Chelsea. I'm excited to dive into this because mm-hmm. I I find just this storyline and this narrative of Meghan and Harry to be, I think, similar to what a lot of other people are feeling. It's it's something that you don't like, but you can't seem to look away. I'm curious, <laughs> before we get into our conversation, Patricia, where do you come at this from? Are you a, are you a Meghan and Harry appreciator? Do you respect their, them? Are you a fan? I'm going to be honest. I'm, you know, as a journalist, I, I, I try to be neutral. Um, I, I always say to everyone, there's, there's shades of gray on every side. Um, sure. And so when I kind of looked at this, I mean, I looked at it from, you know, from somebody who's, you know, who's, who's followed and written about the royal family for more than 20 years. I mean, certainly this was groundbreaking. Um, I don't think I've ever seen a royal sonogram picture before. I have for that <laughs> documentary. Um, and it was, it was very much, it was, their narrative, you know, when they talked about saying, you know, it's the whole truth, we know the truth, and this is the truth, it is their truth, it is, it is their narrative, they want to tell the world that their, their side of the story is the, is the truth in the story. And of course, for everyone, I mean, I was a fact checker in a previous life, and uh, I can always tell, you know, um, there's everyone has their own side of a story, and it all, you know, eventually when you wrap it all together, you come to what the truth is. Um, and it was very much, I, I'm going to be honest, because it was their narrative, it, it reminded me very much of, you know, those amazing Instagram feeds that you ca- you can't stop watching, you kind of hate and you kind of love, but you can't stop watching. <laughs> That's what yeah. it reminded me of, because it was perfectly curated. It was the pictures that they wanted to present to the world. It was the answers they wanted to present to the world. And it was very much, it was entirely their side of the story, which I think is probably what a lot of the criticism is, um, because it is very much, it is only their side of the story. Everyone who's on is buttressing their side of the story. And yet they they told their side of the story when they did that sit-down conversation with Oprah that seemed to kind of garner a lot of support for them. And yet here we are two years later, and they've come out with this docuseries again, which a lot of people are are sort of suggesting seems a little bit like grudge rehashing. It's not as if we're hearing a lot that's really new in terms of bombshell information. Or are we? Is there something that we can take away from this that is that is brand new information? Spoiler alert here, listeners, of course, if you haven't finished yeah. the entire thing, but <laughs> is, is there something that we can take away um, that is new? Well, I think the way I kind of look at it, as I look at the, you know, the Oprah interview, which was 90 minutes, um, uh, Prince Charles, um, Harry's dad, um, now King Charles, he was the enemy in that. Um, he was the one who you know, cut off the cut off the money and said no to the security, that sort of thing. And in this series, especially in the last three episodes, 
it's very much William, Harry's older brother, a brotherhood they were ferociously close to, you know, growing up for so many years, for so many decades. He is the bad guy in this one. Um, and that really comes through in this. Um, he talks about, you know, William yelling at him um, at one point when they're trying to figure out what the future of, of Harry and, and Meghan are going to be. Um, and it, and it, it's, I mean, that is, I think, a revelation that he was willing to go there, um, that he was willing to actually, you know, say some stuff, which I think would be very hurtful. Um, because I got to be honest, we all have, we all have fights within families, right? I mean, nobody has, has, has grown up without a fight within the family. Um, but there's certain things where you just don't air your dirty laundry in public. You know, you can talk to your best friends about it. You know, you can kvetch and you can moan um, to your best friends. But in the end, I mean, do you tell the whole world about it? I think that's what a lot of people took away, especially from those last three episodes, was that he was really... He was burning bridges. I mean, you know, he's got his new life in America, and he's very much burning a lot of the bridge to his to his royal life. Um, so it's hard to see a way past, a way back. Um, they just announced, of course, the royal family will be gathering at Sandringham for Christmas, the way they always did with the Queen. The Queen always loved to have her big extended family. And, of course, Harry and Meghan and the kids will not be there. Um, and that was probably the big revelation is that there is no sign of any rapprochement. Well, it seems that that bridge is, at the very least, burning down, if not already completely burned to a crisp, but maybe it's worth it for the money that they got from this. I mean, it's reported that they were that they signed a $100 million deal for mm-hmm. this docuseries, and this will inevitably lead them to larger paydays in the future. What What do you think doing this series was for them in terms of, the, the end that they're trying to reach? What agenda do they have and, and what can they turn this into? I mean, they can't continually rehash their story of why they left the royal family forever, can, can they? Well, and, and well, I think this is the dilemma for them. Um, so apparently the, the entire the entire deal is with Netflix is worth $100 million. How much this docuseries is, we, you know, we're not sure. Um, it obviously depends on ratings, right? Uh, but remember, Harry Scott, so here's the thing. It, what You've got them wanting to promote their causes and things like that, the Invictus Games, things like that, which are really good, worthy causes. But you've also got the people who have the commercial contracts with them. And they want to get, of course, the biggest bang for the buck. And what do they want out of it? And what we've seen out of it is that they want to talk about the Royals, right? So the podcasts that Megan did were dropping all sorts of stuff about, you know, her life with the Royals. And you've got this, which is all, you know, six hours talking about basically the breakup with, you know, them with the royal family. Uh, in the beginning of January, we've got Harry's memoir coming out. And apparently he's going to be doing all sorts of media for that. Um, and apparently that's going to just delve into even more about that. And how much can you keep going back to the same, you know, to the same trough, to milking mm-hmm. the same story? I mean, how much do people want to hear about this? As you said, We've had Oprah, we've had a series of, you know, cover articles about them, you know, always talking about the royals. And after a while, where do you go from there? I mean, where do you go in in three years or even five years? And I think that is what they are now having to figure out um, is what the future is going to be for them and what the future that their commercial endeavors want to have with them. 
or you know, I suppose it's a continuous loop. You know, we if we if they're not well received, and then they're tabloid fodder yet again, and they're bullied in the media, then they can they can talk about that and yeah. sort of continue to go around in a circle. I guess so. I mean, I I think I think what else, the other thing that also comes across is they're very happy in 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 LA. I mean, personally, I think they're very happy. You know, I mean, it looks as though they've they've settled in. They've got lots of friends. They've got what looks to be in this documentary series, certainly an idyllic life in L.A. Mm-hmm. Um, but then there's also the what might what might have been right. Um, you know, I mean, I, I don't think they're ever thinking about, you know, recapturing um, the hearts of Britain. I think that ship has sailed. Um, but there's a big world out there. Right. Britain is only a tiny part of that. And I think that's kind of especially with Netflix, because it was a worldwide release, that is probably where they're now focusing is basically not Britain, but the United States, but also the rest of the world. Um, and so we'll just, we'll, we'll see what the future is. But I mean, that for me is, is kind of the interesting part of this. And also because they have, they, for anyone who's seen this series, I mean, they opened their personal video and photographic archive. I mean, it's all there. I mean, you actually see Harry on bended knee when he's proposing to her. I mean, they were filming everything. They clearly have, you know, it is an Instagram life. Um, And so all that's there. So will future endeavors want to also delve into that personal archive? That's, you know, that's obviously the tension, right? How much will they allow that? Because they'd always talked about, you know, wanting to break away because they want control over how much they reveal and how much they don't. But at the same time, people like Netflix are like, "Mm, we want to see it. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, so they've taken away, you know, one one kind of master, the British media, and they've substituted others. Um, So it's going to be interesting. Talking about the explosive docuseries on Netflix, Harry and Meghan and the fallout that it's may or may not have on the royal family. Our guest is royal commentator and contributor for McLean's magazine, Patricia Treble, back with us again. So, Patricia, I mean, is there an easy answer here when it comes to whether or not this is actually going to cause damage to the royal family? Because there is a bit of a crack in the door right now with, of course, the the changing of, of power with the death of the queen and now with Charles reign the appetite for the royal family is different now will this series really cause some damage well it was interesting because they they so they the episodes are released in two tranches over two weeks um and after the first three episodes um the palace decided not to comment um they were waiting to see what was going to be in the last three because the last three was talking about um harry and megan after they were married when they were in the Royals and when everything was breaking down and then breaking free and going to the U S and they wanted to wait to see. And it was interesting because after the, the last, the last three um, aired, there was a pause and then the palace decided they didn't want to comment because I think a lot of it was going over old ground. Um, yes, there were new tiny little like bits of information here and there, um, but for broad strokes, there wasn't a lot new. And so I think there was there was a sense that they simply wouldn't comment because, again, they don't know what's in Harry's book, right? That's coming up. Um, so I don't think they want to get into it. But also, Charles has also made it very clear that Harry and Meghan are, you know, very much loved parts of 
of the family. Um, there were reports already uh, that he will be inviting them to the coronation. Um, and it's a case of he's simply extending the arms of the royal family. And if they choose to accept it, the ball is very much in their court as to whether they want to go. Um, and given how much they've kind of bashed the royal family in these documentaries, will they then want to go to a coronation, which is the ultimate in royal ceremony? I don't know. Um, but we'll find out in May um, because that's going to be that's going to be the next huge huge event of course um in the world calendar um and it's going to be very much focused on harry's father um so the question is i mean harry's father he he got off very very lightly in the documentary series as opposed to oprah but it's going to be the question of what exactly does harry talk about when he in his memoir um because it's a big thick memoir i mean canadians are going to have to shell out 47 dollars for that book um, and I'm going to be honest, I think exactly. I think a lot of executives at Penguin Random House um, are right now trying to figure out a marketing plan because after you've watched six hours of Netflix, do you <laughs> yeah. want to spend $47? I mean, you know, that's the sort of thing that, that I have to do. Um, but will a lot of people? I don't know. Uh, yeah, that is <laughs> that is shocking to me. I hope that it's the size of a, a phone book if it's if it's that much money. I'm curious, Patricia, can you give us a sense of what the appetite is right now in Britain for the royal family, because I'm I'm curious if there is any sort of research yeah. on that since uh, I, obviously his coronation yeah. hasn't happened yet, but since, you yeah. know, the, the new dawning of King Charles. Yeah. Yeah. So there have been polling that has come out. Um, you know, there's, they, they consistently do polling over there. Um, Harry and Meghan, you will not be shocked to hear their polling is going down. Um, it has mm-hmm. been in, Basically, the only one who's below them is Prince Andrew, for obvious reasons. He is simply the persona non grata in the whole thing. Um, and they're just above him. Um, but what we're also seeing is we're seeing Charles's and Camilla's, the uh, Queen Camilla's uh, approvals are going up. Because, of course, they're taking on the mantle of, you know, king and queen, right? Yeah. So you're taking on that mantle. And, and I think the, the, the really the thought is, is, it, is that Charles has, has done quite well. Um, you know, it's obviously very early days. We're only like about 100 days into his reign. He's already had two prime ministers. <laughs> so there could it's be more. been dramatic to say the uh, least. <laughs> exactly. And I think people are looking. The one thing is about the, the monarchy is it's always stability, right? And politicians come and go. But when you talk about somebody who represents the entire country, not just one political spectrum, that's what, you know, one of the one of the aspects that uh, that people like about a monarchy. Um, And I think that there's there's an appreciation for that. And he's got a big test coming up because, of course, he's going to be doing the Christmas message. And, of course, we've all grown up with just the queen doing it right You know, for seven years, just her. It's going to be him doing it the first time. And there are. There's these rumors floating around that it might be different than what she always did. I mean, she always very much, you know, she sat down, she talked. It was over usually in about, you know, five, seven minutes. Um, and that was it. And there's talk that he might be doing it differently. Who knows? Um, I mean, we've only known her. I mean, the very first one uh, on film live was 1957 was her. So we've only had one person doing it. He can, of course, do whatever he wants now because he is the monarch. And he will set the tone very soon. When will we see that speech, Patricia? 
That will be obviously that'll be Christmas Day. Um, they release it at three o'clock in Britain, so that's ten o'clock our time in the morning. So usually the, the networks air it around noon our time. Um, I always have I have to I have to look it up for certain relatives, and I have to text them and call them and tell them exactly when it's going to be airing <laughs> because they, they want to know. Um, and uh, so so that is going to be that is going to be I think very interesting, and it and I think also seeing the whole family together in. Sandringham. There is also talk that Camilla's children, of course, she has grown children, she has grandchildren, she's incredibly close with, that they will actually be in Sandringham for the very first time. Normally, what she does is she spends um, Christmas Day and everything at Sandringham, and then she would go off and spend the rest of the holidays with, you know, with, with her family, with her kids and her grandkids. Um, but now the reports are that they will all be together in Sandringham, which I think is 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 very interesting. Well, it'll the message will be delivered in time for you to dissect it with your family as you gather for your meal, if that's what you're doing, how you're spending the holidays. Patricia, thank you so much for making the time this evening. Really appreciate the conversation. It was my pleasure, Chelsea.